Now you know the basics of salmon fishing in the Google. Let's look at some advanced tools and techniques that can help you attract enough salmon to target, accelerate, and grow your business. There are five advanced tools that will help make your fishing in the Google more successful. So let's take a look. Firstly, there is your tank monitor. This is Google Analytics. There's an underwater fish cam we'll talk about, which is Google Search Console. We'll talk about breadcrumbs, which are the blogs, your upstream, upstream tank, which are lead magnets, and also burly, which is what I use to refer to social media. So let's begin with your tank monitor, as you can't manage what you can't measure. Your tank monitor is Google Analytics. It's provided as a free tool by Google. It is active on most websites, although due to the amount of data that it collects, it can be confusing. So it is seldom checked by the business owner. So we'll cover the most important items that you need to know. This tool is attached to your fish tank. It's attached to the website. It provides you with a breakdown on how yours is performing, including vital information about the fish that are going in and out visiting. So even if you don't understand what the reports all say, still switch on this tool because it needs to collect the information over a period of time to see the trends of your tank to get a good indication of what's going on. Start measuring as soon as your tank is operating and you can always find an expert fisherman later to come and interpret that data for you. So there's a few main sections to take a look at. Basically the four main sections to check are these. Audience, who are they? Acquisition, how did you catch them? Behavior, how was that first kiss? And conversion, did you close for the caviar? With a good privacy policy in place to let the fish know that you're collecting the data, you can also turn on demographic measurements in this tool to see if the fish that are visiting your site are male or female, their age, their interests, to know exactly the type of salmon being attracted to your tank and how to attract more like them. Google spends all their time making sure that the fish enjoy being in the river. So you need to do the same to ensure that the right fish enjoy being in your tank on your website. Just like fishing, it takes time to see what's going on. And much of the waiting is spent just understanding the environment and building your knowledge so that you can constantly improve your tank. So a few quick tips on items of note in Google Analytics. Set the date range at the top right of the screen and view some of these sections. So to see where people are coming from, go into View Audience. Have a look under View Audience Geolocation and click on City. And have a look, are they on mobile, desktop, or tablet? So look for trends using View Audience Mobile Overview. Be sure to look at the bounce rate for each. Are your mobile visitors staying? Because quite often they're not. How many fish are visiting your tank and where are they coming from? Look under View Acquisition, All Traffic, Channels. That shows you how many came from paid, organic, referral, social media, etc. What led them to you? So which entrance they used to get into your tank matters because your website has many different entry points. Now each page is potentially the only page that a visitor, a visitor will see. So we call that the landing page. So go to view behavior, site content, landing pages, and note which pages are pulling their weight in attracting new visitors. And then how long are those visitors staying there? For this, have a look at 
pages per session and average session duration on those above screens to see that. To find out what they're looking at, view behavior. Behavior, site content, all pages. That shows you your most popular pages. Aside from your home page, you'll likely find that your About Us page, your pricing page, and your blog pages are well up there. Were they really that interested in your pirate ship or diving guide bubbles in the tank? You're wanting to make the site attractive to them. So whether they did the action that you were hoping for, did they convert? So any form which collects an email address from them or takes an order, that should be recorded as a goal. The simplest way to record anyone who reaches a special thank you page after taking this action, set it up in the, the admin menu under goals and use the thank you page as the destination to monitor. And then to see which way they leave your site, look under view behavior, site content, exit pages. Could you maybe add a call to action on those last pages where they're departing your site to encourage a next step? So setting a goal in the steps above is the often missed valuable ingredient in using this tool. If Google Analytics knows what goal you're wanting to achieve, which indicates a salmon has arrived, you can tell a lot about where they come from in order to find more. A professional fisherman will always create Google Analytics goals. Also, the Google Analytics YouTube channel is a great learning reference for that. Just have a look under youtube.com slash user slash Google Analytics slash videos. One key goal for many businesses is to know the source of the phone calls to the business, which are an important conversion from visitor to lead. On its own, Google Analytics can't tell you about phone calls, but there are cost-effective call tracking services which connect to Google Analytics to report on calls received. You can, in Google Ads, you can set up a Google Ads click-to-call extension, which can track phone calls directly from your ads account and determine which campaigns and keywords are generating calls. Outside of Google Ads, there are third-party call tracking services like CallRail or Cradle, which can track calls from any source and tell you what's leading them to you. Another important connection for businesses which take online orders, such as an e-commerce store or a hotel property with online bookings, integrate your order system to advise Google Analytics when an order is placed. This can show up as an event or an e-commerce transaction. And it can record the transaction value to calculate your return on investment or ROI. You essentially want to know everything about what happens in your tank on this website as the hub of your business and the nurturing ground to sort the salmon from the rest of the fish. We mentioned A-B split testing earlier. Google Optimize is a free tool which is part of the Google marketing platform. And you can use that for improving the availability of or the, the ability of each page to capture leads. Just have a look under marketingplatform.google.com slash about slash optimize. These tools are free and they provide vital business intelligence to graduate beyond being an amateur fisherman. So not investing time to set up and use these tools, well, it's kind of leaving the advantage to your competition. Number two, let's have a a look at the fish cam, the underwater fish cam. This is Google's search console. It used to be called Webmaster Tools. Think of this, if Google has an issue with your website, how will you know? 
Search Console is an insightful tool that allows you to see into the waters of the River Google under the surface to see what is happening there. Think of it as like a fish cam attached to your jetty, monitoring what Google knows about you and your tank in relation to the river. Where you are ranking in recent organic searches and tracking the fish who go for your bait, including the ones which just swim right by. So like Google Analytics, Google Search Console is also free, but it's less well known. It doesn't even have to be installed on your website. You basically claim it as yours by just proving you're the controller of your website address, kind of like claiming Google My Business. But the simplest way to do this is install Google Analytics on your website first, and then tell Google Search Console to use that as the authority that you are in control. So once you've claimed it, you can see into the river to check what Google thinks of your website. You can even get suggestions from Google of what you could be doing better, along with warnings about what you're doing wrong. So this tool even indicates if there is a problem with your fish tank, with your website performance. Uh, for example, if your website is loading okay on different devices, or maybe if there is actually some speed issue. It will also warn if Google believes your tank is infected. If there's malware on your website, it can warn you that it has detected that. So this is an ideal tool if you have inherited a website from another company or had someone build it who just might not have been following the best practices. So you want to check what might be hidden in the background or old poisonous backlinks that still might exist. This tool can help you with that. Or even if you have a, a brand new website, Search Console allows you to communicate better with the river. So it should be something that you use. Of course, if you look through the fish cam and you see a penguin or a panda looking back at you in the form of a warning, you need to fix things fast. So Search Console is how Google would warn you of that. Connecting your spear phishing, your tank monitor and your underwater fish cam, all three of these tools and combining the testing and measurement for your fishing, that is ideal. That can really make a huge difference to the size of your catch and the quality of your ability to catch, kiss and the clothes for the caviar. So again, it, it is something that a pro fisherman should be doing for you. If you're not getting these sorts of reports back from yours, make sure you ask them to get these tools going and also ask them to help translate those reports for you. Third in our tools, let's look at breadcrumbs on the water. These are the blogs. See, a static, unchanging website is like a stagnant fish tank. Why would a fish return if there is nothing new here? nothing to see. So blog articles that are written to demonstrate your expertise at solving problems that your salmon care about. These are a long-term way to keep bringing back more and more new visitors. Although not technically a tool like the first two points we just covered, in terms of upgrading your gear, your tank be, um, must not become stagnant. And so a regular supply of fresh, relevant content is exactly what Google wants to see. So you might need to employ some amplifying techniques as well, such as spear phishing ads and social media sharing to raise the visibility of these blogs. But without them, your tank will lack the breadcrumbs that are going to lead your new visitors back to you. So ensure each article is written to interest your salmon. That makes for a good kiss and encourages them to stay long enough to at least read it and maybe read some other things while they're there. Once visitors have arrived on your site, you can tag them, of course, for further remarketing, as we covered earlier in the spearfishing chapter. But ideally, 
If possible, you want to get their contact details to reach them directly in future. This is achieved by ensuring that every breadcrumb leading into your tank is paired with an upstream tank with an enticing offer to leap upstream. Exactly what you want your salmon to do. This is achieved with a lead magnet. Let's talk about that. Number four, your upstream tank or lead magnet. Most tanks allow fish to swim right on through, never really asking them to take action on anything. This is what common websites do. They present information and just leave it to the visitor to navigate around and most likely swim away. So a lead converting website will offer your fish an enticement to leap upstream, just as salmon are famous for. The simplest is to pair each page of interest with a call to action in the form of a lead magnet. If the page, for example, has a, an, an article on wisdom teeth on a dental website, at the foot of the article can be the offer of an ebook or some other valuable content for someone facing a wisdom tooth extraction. By putting together, let's say, a, a handy guide to avoiding infection after wisdom tooth extraction, typically a good 20 to 30 percent or more of visitors will make that leap into the upstream tank to access and download that guide. The leap they make is the surrendering of their name and their email address in return to get that download book. That simple act means that you no longer need to fish the Google to find that visitor again. They have converted from a visitor to a lead. So through effective email nurturing, you could establish a relationship of trust with your new contact. If they are truly a salmon, there is a good chance that they will return to you. And this is far more cost effective than going back to the Google to attract the same fish again from the river. So the professional fisherman will create this lead funnel and measure the number of visiting fish who stay for the kiss, those who convert by jumping into the higher tank and those who return to jump into the even higher tank, the customer tank, where you bring on the caviar. Number five, let's talk about social media or burly. When you've got all your gear together, set up your fish tank and start fishing. It can be a good idea to raise visibility by generating some excitement in the water around your net. This is where using burly or social media comes in handy. For, for example, you can put a great blog article on your website, post it on social media such as Facebook, LinkedIn and, and Twitter with a backlink back to your tank. That's a great way to generate interest, especially if you give those social posts a nudge by employing some spearfishing uh, tactics such as a paid promoted Facebook ad or post. You can create a fish frenzy, much like that scene from Jaws, the movie where Brody is scooping buckets of chum into the water to attract the, the shark and suddenly he has Jaws almost in the boat with him. The challenge with, with Burley is that social media can be time consuming and difficult to measure properly if you're simply focusing on shares, likes and engagement. The feeding frenzy might be underway, but does it pay? If, however, you deploy the lead capturing tools such as the upstream tank that we mentioned earlier, you can measure capture of email addresses, which is a much more tangible result and one which creates leads instead of likes. So a professional fisherman isn't there just for fun. He is there to help you to catch salmon. Recap. So, some rules of thumb to remember when you're salmon fishing in the Google. See, Google is there for the fish, not for you or for any of the fishermen. 
Google will continue to ensure the environment is ideal for the fish, changing the rules, booting bad fishermen off the river and cleaning up the river as needed. So know your salmon before you start fishing for them, know what they want and how to attract them. Talk with your salmon and identify how to keep them happy. Keep your website, your fish tank at the center of everything and build up a rhythm that makes sure that you not only catch fish, that as they arrive, you're a good kisser. That means that they will leap into these upstream tanks and stay to produce the caviar that you and your business needs. So choose your fishing style, spearfishing or weaving an SEO net, whichever suits your plans and timeline. Maybe you will use both. Hopefully you've gained some further insight from this book on why you would use both and where. Claim your jetty with Google My Business, if you are a local business, to make sure that the salmon can find you and that no one else can go and mess up or move or replace your location. And decorate it with five-star reviews. The easier you make it for the salmon to find you and trust you, the better. The best headline and website layout is, who knows? Don't be a hippo and think of yourself as a salmon. Turn on all the tools you can to measure and maintain your fishing and your tank and to learn from the visitors. You may even have two separate tanks and try different things to see what works best. Fishing without checking your bait, having a properly designed tank and spending time and money on fishing tactics without testing which one works the best or measuring your catch, that's just expensive and wasteful. And then the rules of the River Google are clear. Break the rules and you can be booted off the river. Keep the other animals who live alongside the, the Google happy. The penguin, the panda, and hummingbird, along with a pigeon. They are all there to make the River Google a better and pleasant place for the fish. And they'll leave you alone or even reward you for doing your best to help that cause. But of course, what works this season just might not work next year. Simply get the basics right or you will end up sitting on the riverbank as a hobby fisherman rather than being professional about your online business presence and keep up to date from uh, news from Google about what's changed. If you're really not sure what to do, hire someone who does. Salmon fishing in the Google is not a set and forget activity. It's constantly changing and you should be monitoring your fishing or have someone professional to do it for you. So happy fishing. I wish you a good catch from salmon fishing in the Google.